Welcome to Women Aging Awesomely. It's a podcast that is the perfect space to empower women to say goodbye, good riddance, and even bye Felicia to the mischief of menopause. Here, we banish the mindset of it sucks to get old and turn our menopausal midlife woes into wins. I'm your host, Stephanie Fowler, certified in women's wellness and yoga, educator and creator of Women Aging Awesomely. Oh, thank you for tuning in again. So I wonder if you're just the tiniest bit curious about the eight reasons that you should practice this. (laughs) I was vague on purpose and you'll find out why because I've got a little activity for us to do before I dive into these eight reasons of practicing a specific thing. Um, This episode is brought to you this uh, week by my monthly membership for yoga and wellness. So it's a great way, yoga is, a great way to melt stress away and feel totally relaxed as well as build strength and stamina depending on the types of yoga that you do. So Tuesday nights, I bring you a wonderful restorative and nice stretching practice. Um, I always drop the recordings of these classes into my private Facebook group for this membership so that if Tuesday evening is not convenient for you, then you have it on replay for a week at a time. And then on Saturday mornings, I call it Studio Saturday, we have a wonderful 30-minute express wellness workout. Um, Sometimes it is a wonderful way to do some nice moderate HIIT exercises. I call it MIT. Sometimes it's LIT (laughs) because it's light intensity. Um, And then we also do things like uh, light weight lifting. And then we follow it up with a 45-minute moving type of yoga class. Maybe we use weights with that. Maybe we are doing more of a power flow. Maybe we are working on just a general vinyasa, or maybe we add Pilates into it. So we do a lot of different things on that class as well, or in that class as well. So I'd love for you to share this episode with a few of your friends Maybe even take a screenshot, post it on your favorite, you know, social media hangout, if it's Facebook or Instagram, and maybe even tag a few of your friends that you think would benefit from listening to this particular episode, or maybe just to the podcast in general. So that you don't miss out on next week's episode, I always post on Thursday, I would love for you to hit the subscribe button or the like button or whatever button it is on your platform for podcasts so that you can be sure to, you know, stay in touch with with me and with this podcast. If your podcast platform allows you to leave a review such as on Apple Podcast. I would love for you to leave one. It really helps my podcast get suggested to more and more people. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Good morning. As always, I like to record my podcast in the morning time. I've got my wonderful coffee mug from my days of teaching. It's one of those that, you know, we as teachers get during uh, Teacher Appreciation Week every spring. (laughs) 
and it's a beautiful periwinkle blue. Our school colors uh, at the last place I worked at, uh, we had changed locations, we had changed school names, and we changed, you know, our logo, um, our school colors. We changed everything, basically, uh, even administration. And anyway, um, so our school colors were a beautiful, 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 majestic purple with a nice golden yellow. But the school mugs that they ordered one particular spring for Teacher Appreciation Week were uh, more of a periwinkle blue color instead of that vibrant purple. But it's okay because I like periwinkle blue. And it's just a nice memento that I received um, really pretty much the year before I retired. So I still use it. I love it. It's the a perfect amount of coffee for me each morning. So I love it. And of course, I have two cups of coffee. <laughs> before uh, I get on with my day. So I have my second cup cooling down right now, and it'll probably be nice and cold by the time I finish recording, and that is okay. So getting into this episode, the eight reasons you should practice this. Well, we'll get into that and what this is in just a moment. First, though, we need to do an activity. So I would like for you to go around and grab a spare piece of paper. It could be torn out of a notebook. Um, it could just be in your journal if you want this to be a journaling activity and just draw four lines so that you have four squares. Or if you're a sticky note person and you've got a pad of sticky notes, just take four of them or one and draw you know, a line to make four squares. It doesn't matter. I just want you to have four uh, divisions, whether it's separate pieces of paper or one sheet with across on it to make those four. So on these four pieces of paper or these four boxes that you've drawn, I want you to think about four people in your life that mean an awful lot to you, your four most loved people. And of course, you know, as always, this could be family members. It could be your best buddy in the entire world. It could be your uh, four-legged loved one even. So whatever that is for you, write down those names of your four most loved people or maybe a pet. <laughs> so pause this if you need to really think about that because you might have some um, more than that and you've got to really tone it down and, and uh, narrow it down to four people. So press play when you're ready and you've got those four names written down. All right, so you've got your four names, and I want you to look at them and maybe even say them out loud. And if you happen to have yourself as one of those four people, kudos to you, then listening to the rest of this is going to be just a complete bonus, and you're probably going to say, yep, I knew that, I knew that, I knew that for all of the eight things I'm about to say. If you did not have your name written down on any of those four squares, then this podcast is absolutely for you. So let's get started. Here we are talking about the eight reasons that you should practice self-love. It is not just a trendy saying. I am telling you there are reasons that you should absolutely be loving yourself. Um, the first one 
When you love yourself and you know yourself truly, it makes it easier to say no when you really need to. So right now we're talking about setting boundaries, right? When you love yourself, it becomes easier for you to say no to people, maybe no to things that don't align with your values. And you don't know your values unless you know yourself. So that knowing and loving yourself, it kind of goes hand in hand. Great way to do that. Practice yoga. You really get in tune with yourself. Um, Sometimes it's very cathartic. I know when I practiced uh, what's called hot yoga, I actually went to a studio in Atlanta. And to be honest, it's been over a year since I've been there. 2020 happened. I had my double mastectomy. I had my hysterectomy. COVID shut a lot of stuff down. I know they were shut down for a while, and I know they had to close one of their studios because they had three. One, I believe, was in South Carolina, Columbia, I want to say, or Charleston, maybe. And then the other one was in Savannah. That one I know shut down for sure. They closed it down. And then they have one on the Beltline in the Atlanta area. But I would go there. I went there um, faithfully one summer, and I would just literally just be crying at the end, not because it was (laughs) a hard class. It was because I just worked through so many things in my mind. I loosened up some, some stress that was living literally inside of my body. That's what our stress does. It doesn't stay in your brain. It moves down into your connective tissues. And so when we came to that Shavasana at the end, and they handed out these wonderfully scented, uh, Uh, lavender scented um, chilled washcloths, I would just be crying and it would just be so cathartic and it would be so wonderful. But it allowed me to get in touch with myself. Um, So yeah, that's a great practice to have. But also journaling and also meditating. So however it is that you come to know yourself and love yourself, then you're able to set boundaries because you know what you want and you know what you don't want. And you realize that your time is valuable and that it is better spent on doing the things that you love and that you value. You stand firm in all of your decisions and you start to develop um, this fearlessness. You don't worry so much about how other people will respond when you say no. And it's a beautiful thing. All right, so second reason, moving on, and this one hits home with me, (laughs) for giving um, yourself some love and honoring yourself is that it gives you room to heal. Loving yourself makes you so much more open and aware of a healing process, whether that is emotional, whether it is physical, um, it doesn't matter. It, It gives you more space for yourself. And you come to terms with the fact that in life, you're going to get hurt. Emotional things do happen, but that does not mean that that pain has to last forever. You acknowledge things, you accept um, these emotions, and then you let them go so that you can move forward and fully enjoy living life in the present. So, Yes, that does happen, emotional and physical. So emotional for me, um, I you know went through a divorce, and there were a lot of things with that. Um, 
that, you know, I had to unpack. A lot of things came out of that. My ex was um, very narcissistic in certain ways, and that led to some bad things happening. Um, I had to come to terms with that and just honor um, that what I was doing was right and that I needed to do it. Emotional things came up with needing to make that decision about a prophylactic double mastectomy early in 2020. I had my one-year anniversary yesterday, as a matter of fact. So I had to come to terms with that. That was a lot to get through. Oh my goodness gracious, when I was making that decision or as I was thinking about all of you know the considerations, oh my gosh, I cried, cried, cried. I stayed in bed all day. It was difficult. Um, and then leading into more of a physical thing, sometimes, you know, you just want to keep going and not let your body rest. And you need to do that. You need to give yourself some space and some love. And I had to do that with my um, mastectomy. Also, I had a hysterectomy in 2020 as well. And, um, you know, I want to go, go, go and do, do, do. That's just what we do as women. I don't think that ever really stops as we get older. We just still are always serving others and doing things and, um, you know, knocking things off of a list, right? So you have to honor your body. You have to love yourself enough to know that you need to take time for yourself. Take time for your emotions to heal from whatever is going on, no matter how small it might be. Maybe your feelings got hurt that, you know, you found out you weren't invited to um, a, a Friday afternoon with with a bunch of girlfriends, you know, that y'all all hang out together and stuff like that. It may honestly be because um, it, it just slipped somebody's mind, you know. It might not be that they were actually snubbing you, but still you got your feelings hurt. Or it might be something pretty significant, like I said, like something big like a divorce. Um, it also might be a death of a loved one, death of a pet, death of um, a family member, and so forth, death of um, a longtime friend, things happen. And so you need to give yourself time to heal. And of course, as I mentioned, physical. So definitely big, big reason to love yourself. So moving to step or reason number three to love yourself is that it makes it easier to openly communicate with others. Oh my gosh. If you love yourself, Again, it kind of goes back to that first reason that you also know yourself better. And so you can have those (laughs) communications that sometimes, those discussions that sometimes can be very difficult to have. I like to call it courageous conversations. Oh my gosh, that was a phrase that um, my principal mentioned in a a, book. a meeting that we had during uh, pre-planning one year, like, I don't know, it was probably three years before I retired. And we had moved into that new building, as I mentioned, we had had our name change, we had had the color change, our logo change, just all the branding redone. Um, And as I mentioned, an administrative change. And so uh, our principal, you know, we had this big meeting, and it was a wonderful one. And she talked about that we needed to have courageous conversations with ourselves, with our teammates. Uh, Even though it was a high school, we had um, teams, which is normally what you would see in middle schools. But that year, we had 
these these teams. And um, so we had to communicate with each other and communicate with our students, too. We were in a at-risk uh, student population. Um, uh, we were at an alternative school where kids were sent to us because they had made um, a mistake or had done something that they could no longer stay at their regular school. And so they were removed. And so it was a very at-risk population. Um, courageous conversation with parents, too. So it was um, a, a, a wonderful term that I had not heard or not heard it in that way. And I loved it. And it hit home with me. And I've always thought about those two words going together whenever you have to have a difficult um discussion with somebody. So I just like that idea of courageous conversation so much better than difficult discussion. So yes, self-love is taking the time to figure out who you are, what you want. And once you know that, then you are able to have those honest, open, courageous conversations with anybody and everybody. I'm not saying it ever gets easier because every time you have to do that, it's probably for a different reason, might be for a different person. So there's different personalities, different outcomes and all of that stuff. But you understand that being upfront about how you feel and what you believe is going to improve your relationship with others. And if it ends up being that you set a boundary and it might mean that it's time to move on, then it's time to move on. You have standards and you're comfortable getting rid. Oh, that's hard to say, but you're comfortable, you know, saying goodbye to anybody that cannot rise up to them. Courageous conversations, knowing yourself, loving yourself. So moving into reason number four, learning to love yourself prevents you, this is a big one, listen up, it prevents you from seeking others' approval. When you love yourself and you realize that confidence comes from within and that no one can make you feel as good or as happy as yourself, um, you're going to be less likely to feel pressured to do things just to be liked or just to be accepted. When I had my mastectomy and I was making the decision of what kind I wanted, now mine was prophylactic. That means I was preventing cancer from coming into my body in the form of breast cancer. And um, I've got that BRCA2 gene and I had already had LCIS diagnosis through a lumpectomy four years prior on one breast. The next breast, same thing happened four years later. And um, with BRCA2, with my mom having ovarian cancer, just all the things, um, it was not a, uh, um, it was not if, it was more of when. I had 100% risk of getting breast cancer. It was a certain certainty that was going to happen in my life. So I had to make the decision of what type of mastectomy. You know, do I wait around and not have it be preventive and just have it when that breast cancer came, meaning that I would have cancer and would have to go through all kinds of medical treatments? Um, Or do I want to go ahead and have it now and prevent it? And I decided to do that and prevent it. So then the idea was, or the next decision was, do I want a um, reconstruction? Or do I want flat closure? And I made the decision to have a flat closure. That's not what society likes. Um, 
my husband's, uh, he was having a conversation and this, um, got guy walked up that worked around and he heard like the, the end of it. And he's like, Oh, well, Oh, so she's, she's not having reconstruction. Well, okay. Um, she'll change her mind later. She'll change her mind later. But that, that's, you know, how society is. Um, I have a friend of mine that also has a flat closure and her, uh, she was having lunch with some girlfriends and they said, um, you know, can you wear a, a bra next time? Like they were literally not comfortable seeing her be so flat. Can you believe that? So yeah, society um, has certain um, expectations. So when you love yourself, you um, can do things without having to seek approval from others. So that's where I want you to be. Um, caring less about the opinions of others gives you the freedom to walk your own path and be your genuine self. And, you know, when I first got healed up more or less and I was able to get out a little bit, of course, this was still in the midst of COVID. So I was very, very careful. I had that uh, weakened immune system because it takes like a full year to recover. And I also had the hysterectomy in September. So I had a lot going on. But when I would get out, um, I was getting out without wearing um, a little fake, you know, padded bra. I did not do the um, the uh, mastectomy bras. They're very, very heavy, as I have heard. I didn't even bother getting one, even though insurance paid for it, um, because I just would stuff a bra with some little foam things and I would be fine. But I got to where I didn't even feel like I needed that. I was just going as flat as I could be and not worrying about it. And I felt so good doing that. It was just so reassuring that I did not need to look a certain way for other people. Um, and you can probably come up with your own examples right now. I'd love to hear from you. You can totally leave me a message if this is resonating with you. And if you have done things where you're not seeking approval from others, um, maybe you are feeling like, you want to get some uh, training um, to maybe branch out and start your own business. And everybody's like, what? Start your business at your age? No, you know, that type of thing. But uh, go for it. Uh, trainings are good. I've, I definitely have done my own business coaching. Um, I have been in trainings and I've even gone back didn't need it, but I went back and got my 300 yoga training so that I could be a 500 trained teacher. And I've got so much more information and so much more knowledge now. And I'm glad I did that. I didn't need it. Um, and my dad was, you know, saying, oh, why do you need to do that, Stephanie? <laughs> but um, I wanted it. And I'm so glad I have it because I know I've helped other women as a result of having that training and uh, learning more ways to help women get rid of stress in their bodies. Um, I also got my wellness coaching for women uh, in 2020. I just felt like that was something that resonated with me as I was doing my own um, rehab with my mastectomy. I was caring for my body. I could not go to physical therapy centers because they were shut down with COVID. And so learning how to take care of myself, I thought, you know, I need to do this for women um, more so than just yoga allowed. And so I did. I, I went and got wellness coaching certification, and it was geared exactly and specifically for women. And I have some wonderful clients right now 
And I feel like they are doing a great job and just branching out into what that provides for me. So I am starting to take one-on-one clients now. If that sounds like something you would like to do and kind of actually find what you need to allow yourself to love and know yourself. That's a lot of what I do is mindset coaching in my wellness practice. So reach out to me. I'd be happy to set up a strategy call with you. In fact, that's linked in the show notes. So you can just click that link yourself and have a complimentary 30-minute strategy session to see how I can help you. So moving into reason number five, you become more comfortable with bad days. When you love yourself and you know yourself, then you understand that every day is not going to be the best day. Um, You know, those days where you feel like, I'm on top of the world. (laughs) Not every day is like that. In fact, some of them are like that book. What was the name of that book? I used to read it to my kids when they were way, way, way younger. Um, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, I think was the name of it. However, um, instead of wallowing in self-pity, instead of drowning in self-pity, you can accept whatever, you know, mental or maybe physical state that you're in. Um, As a matter of fact, today's one of those days for me physically because I was going downstairs. I had to go get something that I'd left down there when I was teaching um, an online class. And... um, uh, my cat, I've got three cats, but one of them, Phoenix, he's a pretty big boy. He's got big bushy tail, long fur, beautiful cat, wonderful markings, um, blue eyes. He kind of look. he's big enough to be a Maine Coon, but he's labeled as a, um, uh, lynx pointed, uh, Balinese cat, according to the Humane Society. Anyway, um, he's huge and he just will not budge. And I was trying to, I guess I zigged when I should have zagged, uh, going past him on the steps and, uh, kind of pulled a little bit of a muscle in, uh, my hip area. And so I'm having to be ginger with that today. Very careful with it. So, um, I know I need to take, take it easy. <laughs> so, um, you know, you just find that, physically, mentally, whichever, you find that even in bad days, um, you know that there's always an opportunity to learn or grow or rest. And so I am learning today. I need to take it easy and rest. I was working with a client one-on-one earlier, and um, I I told her, I said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do all of these moves with you and demonstrate everything. But what I did on the fly was just take this one flow that I wanted to do a lot slower and a lot less um, strenuous, and it worked out just fine. I was able to do it. So I just, by taking care of myself, um, I was taking care of her too, I hope. She said that she enjoyed that session, so it's all good. Um, So moving on to reason number six, that you should love yourself. I love this one. I just absolutely love it because it really does put a smile on my face. When you love yourself, you become your own cheerleader. Amen to that. Raise the roof on that. You become your own cheerleader. You encourage yourself to stay motivated. You encourage yourself to break boundaries. Not your own boundaries, but um, other boundaries. Um, Maybe even a glass ceiling. We all know about that, right, as women. Um, 
Or maybe it is a boundary you had because it was a limiting belief that you had or an upper limit that you may have had about what you could do. And so you chase those dreams that you have. There is a brand new book. It just launched earlier this week, and it's by the lady that is the founder of a cosmetics brand called It Cosmetics. And I don't believe I've ever bought anything from um, this line. It's a little bit high end. You can find it in stores like Ulta and Sephora. Um, it's not a drugstore brand, which is usually my go-to for makeup. <laughs> but um, but Jamie Lee, excuse me, I always say her name wrong. Jamie Kern Lima is the founder's name. And she just published a book. It just launched this week called Believe It. And it is capitalized because that's the name of her cosmetics company. And it's a wonderful uh, half memoir, half kind of like business um in a way, because she offers so much um, insight into how she started her business and how it was so daunting, but she just kept pushing. She kept chasing her dream. She really was her own cheerleader. Um, she and her husband, uh, you know, developed it. He was on board with her and helped her out so much. And it's it was a wonderful story. I'm on, Well, I should say it is a wonderful story. I just finished chapter two yesterday. I'm reading one chapter a night. And um, I highly recommend it so far. It has been great. It has been great. Very uplifting. Uh, she really goes into a lot of her personal story, so much of her own struggles in it, and how she was her own cheerleader. She just would not accept defeat because she had a purpose for wanting to get her product out in front of everybody because she was not your regular, you know, fashionista. She wasn't your typical runway model. Um, she was, you know, just a, a larger woman, somebody you did not see at the head of a makeup line. In fact, she was told that in one meeting when she was pitching her product to a company. And uh, she also had rosacea on her cheeks, bright, 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 bright red that developed in her 20s um, and rough patches as well as the redness. So um, she developed a, a makeup, a foundation, a concealer that covered that up and looked as though she did not have it at all. Um, and she believed in women of all sizes, shapes, colors, you name it. And so that was her belief. And she wanted real models and she did not want anything photoshopped or, you know, um, touched up at all. And so that was the strength of her vision and her belief system. And so she ended up finally making it. And so she recently sold her company to L'Oreal Cosmetics for $1.2 billion dollars. That is billion with a B as in boy. Billion. Can you believe it? <laughs> the name, believe it. And yes, that's the name of her book, Believe It. Jamie Kern Lima. It's available everywhere and it's been great. So yes, be your own cheerleader. Awesome. So moving into our last two reasons. Reason number seven, loving yourself allows you to make healthier choices. So when you put yourself first, you make choices that not only, um, you know, improve your quality of life, 
well, or excuse me, let me just say that again. When you do put yourself first, you make choices that will improve your quality of life. Absolutely, without a doubt, mentally, um, health-wise, physically, just the whole nine yards. It may be that you make better decisions about food. Now, I am not a diet-restricting type of person at all. That's not what I advocate as a wellness coach. But it may be that you um, can can think about what you eat and see if you really need it and if it's helping you with goals that you have um, as opposed to just eating just everything that just comes into your site, especially since we seem to be in our homes so much more these days than uh, pre-COVID times, right? Um, You eat better, you sleep better, you exercise more um, because you realize that taking care of your mental and physical well-being are very much tied in to how you feel day to day. It ties into your success. It ties into your mood. It ties into your productivity. So when you feel better, you will be looking better. You will do better. Just all the things. You just make healthier choices top to bottom. And um, it, you know, just goes back to my mastectomy. I made a very good choice to safeguard my health, to take away the um, threat of breast cancer, of that 100% risk of not if, but when it was going to come into my life. And I'm so glad I did. In fact, they sent my breast off, you know, to the lab to be um, analyzed or whatever it is that they do with all of that. They knew the left side still had um, some LCIS cells in it because uh, there were no clean margins from that lumpectomy at the beginning of February 2020. So they knew that was going to be there. But on the right side, I already had atypical hyperplasia developing again. And so that um, let me know that had I not gone through with that mastectomy, then probably by the end of 2020, I would have already had um, LCIS in the right side, if not something more severe like actual cancer, um, because LCIS is precancer. So I'm so glad I went through with that. I felt it was the absolute healthiest thing I could have done for myself. Um, And so, yeah, if you need help figuring out what you need to do mentally, physically, for your well-being, not necessarily for weight. It's never always about that. It's It could be totally something else. It might be setting boundaries. If you just need somebody to talk to and help you figure out what it is that you need and to help you make a plan for yourself, again, I've got the link in my bio, a free complimentary session of how I can help you in my wellness coaching practice. I am currently accepting one-to-one clients. I'm just starting to branch out into that with my certification as a women's wellness coach, and I would love to chat with you and see how I can help you. And last but not least, reason number eight for Loving yourself is giving yourself love, and I'm going to go and say it, being selfish helps you to take charge of your life. When you feel in charge of your life, that comes with realizing the power of choice. Oh my gosh, choice. And you choose when 
and how you want to live your life. So that means that when you weigh more heavily on the benefits and the consequences of making certain choices that are going to affect your future, you can make those decisions so much better. Um, You are more likely to make choices that align with your values and you're going to honor them. Just think about that. It might be that, you know, you really want to go out for this promotion or something, or you really want to step up in your relationship and maybe you started your relationship with, a, you know, like a joint checking account that was very common uh, in our age range of women. And maybe you just decided, you know, I really want to have a separate banking account, but I've been there. I know that conversation. And I know when I first had that conversation with my ex, that did not go well. He didn't want to do that. And so I didn't go through with it. Um, I cowered down. Um, But, you know, as I mentioned, we divorced five years ago. um, And in my new marriage, separate bank accounts. It's wonderful. We both love it. We both pay out um, and take equal responsibility with bills, but we do it uh, with separate checking accounts. It's wonderful. So that's just a um, an example there. So think about what you are able to do if you love yourself and be selfish. It's okay to be selfish. It's okay to brag about things that you're doing that's something that we don't do enough of as women. I really feel that we need to brag and say, yeah, I did that. I did that. Um, when I was uh, very, very younger, very much younger and had younger children. Um, in fact, my first newborn, uh, Katie, over 20 years ago, um, I was so good at letting her sleep through the night. And I would have, you know, people say, oh my gosh, how did you do that? And, um, you know, you're so lucky. And I would say, yeah, I guess I'm, yeah, I'm lucky. It just kind of happened. But, you know, to be honest, um, I, I should own that because I put steps in place to not cave in and always go and pick her up when she was crying when you first you know, would put her down to sleep because anybody that has had a newborn and you bring them home from the hospital, um, they, they don't want to be left alone. And so they'll cry and it's so easy to go back in there and pick them up. And then they learn to always cry because they know you're going to go back and pick them up. But I was firm in not doing that. I'd, uh, researched how to, um, take care of that. Internet was, you know, available. I read some articles in parenting magazine. I had a couple of books, you know, the hospital will give you a book. And um, I think my insurance gave me once I was looking on how to develop a good sleep routine for newborns. And so I did that. It was hard. Oh my gosh, it was hard to stand right outside that door and listen, but I followed the advice and I went through with it. And so, you know, looking back, I should say, yeah, I was very strategic and, um, I'm proud of myself for doing that as opposed to just saying, um, yeah, I was lucky. I was lucky. Katie, you know, did that all on her own. Really, I was training her, you know. Um, So, yeah. So, yes, give yourself love. Be selfish. It does truly help you take, take charge of your life. Imagine if I had not done that with my daughter when she was an infant. Um, You know, next thing I know, I would have had her in the bed with me, um, so forth and so on. And it just would have gone um, 
and kept building like that. But I was able to um, allow myself to have some time at night for myself. Um, with Once she went to bed, she went to bed. It was great. So what are some ways that by having self-love for you and by you know, being selfish, it's okay to say that, then think about how you can take charge of your life. Woo! Well, that's it, ladies. Don't miss next week's episode. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, that like button, that favorite button, whatever it is on your podcast um, app that you've got. Um, and again, if your podcast platform allows you to leave a review, such as Apple Podcast, please do. I'd love for you to leave one. As I mentioned, it really does help my podcast get suggested to more and more women that might benefit. Well, that's it for this week. Take care and have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend. I'll see you again next week.